Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney and I'm joined by Mr. Bradley. Hello. Hey guys. And a uh, new special guest here, Mr. Eric. Hello. Hello everybody. And uh, Will is not joining us again. He's uh, getting getting it right up there with the show he's working on. So it's, uh, it's, it's dragging him down a bit. So he's going to take another uh, rain check. And he'll join us on the next episode, which uh, is going to be uh, an interview with uh, somebody who works at K-Bomb. Uh, studios in Vancouver here. They work on uh, all the Marvel games. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Also, we just launched our, or relaunched, I guess, our Patreon. So check that out. Uh, we're going to start, we're going to change our release formula. So this podcast is actually the last one that's going to get released on uh, all the directories at the same day that we record it. We're going to release it on our Patreon first for our Patreon supporters. So if you want access to episodes one day early, check out our Patreon. And uh, then it'll get released one day later on all the uh, all the rest of the directories, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those other ones that you guys listen to. And okay, enough of that house cleaning stuff. So today we're going to talk about Halo 6. We haven't talked about that for some time. There was an interview with IGN and the head of 343, Bonnie Ross, and she released uh, a couple of information things that we like to talk about, so it's going to be good. And what are you guys thinking about uh, Halo 6, uh, Bradley? I'm pretty excited. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, Eric. Uh, I'm pretty psyched. I'm, uh, you know, after five, I really hope they uh, pull through with Infinite being something uh, special. Well, you can't get really worse than five. Like, th- I always tell people that are that are in a bad spot. You know, you're if you're at rock bottom, all you can do is go up. So hopefully that'll be true for for uh, three four three and Halo six. So, uh, anyways, after Halo 6, uh, we'll touch on Anthem. Uh, I've played, uh, you know, a good chunk of it. Uh, I'm level, like, 11 or 12. I can't even remember now. And uh, what about you, uh, Eric? I'm currently level 7, as a matter of fact. Oh, jeez. I thought you'd be, like, level 25. I was waiting for you to just, like, shit all over me, like, oh, you fucking peasant. Not at all. Not at all. I have too many other things going on in my world. All right. Okay, we'll talk about Anthem, and uh, all that is coming up right now. Right now. Alrighty, so why don't we jump right in here to Halo 6. So, IGN... Uh, Eric, you watched the entire one-hour interview, is that correct? I watched 
as much as I could bear. Uh, I probably skipped through a few questions. Um, the interviewer uh, on IGN was a little rough to get through, but overall, I listened to it. Um, they touched a lot on old uh, Halo and what they've built from and why they've gotten to where they are now. Uh, more than they touched on Halo Six, uh, they, she was very tight-lipped about Halo Six. So um, she, it was a good interview. Just uh, they just kind of skipped over some of the stuff that I would have liked to hear about. Um, and they 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 like they plugged E3 uh, quite a lot. Yeah, they're going to be doing that a lot since they're going to be. It's going to be basically them and Nintendo. So Nintendo's going to be like, we don't give a shit about Xbox. Like we're doing our own thing, and then Xbox <laughs> is going to roll in on fucking two warthogs and just fucking take the crowd out with some good fucking information. It's going to be great. Uh, well, well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I certainly hope so, because, I mean, last year was good for Microsoft, but I, I don't I don't think it was their best year. Yeah. So. Um, I think they, they uh, in the interview, she talks about the slip space engine that they're using for Halo 6, and I, I didn't know this, but they were using the same engine for all the Halos since the first one, I guess. And uh, it, so the team wanted a new engine because it, the old one was very outdated and, and it um, was causing a lot of issues and restrictions for them. So they wanted something new that so they could really let their creative juices flow. So the Halo 6, this is the time that they've uh, actually followed through with that and, and uh, created a new engine. So um, it's going to be different. It's going to be weird because I, even when I played Halo 5, it just felt different than all the other Halos, and that's kind of another thing that turned me off from it. Like, the multiplayer felt different, um, not only with the, um, like, the mechanics, but just, like, how your character moved and and how the, and how it felt to, like, look around. It just all felt a little bit different. Uh, did you guys feel the same way in 5? I, I haven't played 5. Well, um, fuck. I'm, that's how I much he shunned am, that one, huh? It's not even a shunning of it. To be honest, I never had Xbox for a bit, and uh, I finally just bought one. So I've been binge playing all the Gears of War and Halo. So I'm at Halo 3 right now, getting kind of back into the groove of things. I'll play 5 before 6 comes out, yeah. but I'm not looking forward to it, as you guys have given it such horrible reviews. I, I'm kind of sad for you that you didn't get to play Halo Reach when it was hip and hop. And the the multiplayer was literally the best multiplayer out of the, all the Halos, I, I, in my humble opinion. I was waiting for, um, was waiting for Eric. I mean, I, I'll, I'll I'll argue with you a little bit, but I'm gonna say that Halo Reach's multiplayer was one of the best ones. I'm, I'm gonna say that uh, as much as you guys are gonna hate that I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say three had a really good multiplayer too. You know what? Three did um, have a good one. So it, I mean, I think Reach was better, but I mean, Halo Three did have a good multiplayer, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, the, I'm kind of excited about the new Halo engine. Um, what was it Slipstream, right? Is what they called it? Slipspace. Uh, Slipspace. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, um, because she said that they built it from the ground up, more or less, and Ross actually said that the idea behind it was to make it feel, uh, as, er, as organic as the original games were, so even back to Combat Evolved. Yeah. And two, they're trying to make it feel like you're playing one of those games with the beauty of the uh, the new technology to make it look as good as it can. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they really did make me feel like I was playing back with the old pistol where I could just headshot everybody on the map uh, yeah. in the original Halo, or if they're going to um, 
if they're going to give us something that they say is technically advanced and then we're going to get a hold of it and we're going to be like this this is call of duty and i am not happy yeah the one uh, saving grace right now is that they have broken the three-year development cycle and you know most new games seem to be coming out with a two to three year development cycle so um, she did mention in the interview that they are breaking the cycle mainly because of the engine development. So that that's putting a little damper on a, uh, on the actual time uh, it's taken to make the game. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. I, I would love to uh, basically have it feel like the original Halo because that's one of my favorite ones, I think. It just plays so well and it's just a lot of fun playing it. But wouldn't wouldn't you be happier though? I mean, I'm gonna say as as a gamer here on my end, I say that I'm more excited when they put longer time into development because when they try to spit them out every two years, that's I feel like how we get a Halo Five because they're pushing and pushing and pushing, and we don't end up with a really good, well planned, well designed game. Um, and, and so I'm kind of, wouldn't you say that? in the climate of gamings that we have now that people aren't really putting the work into the games like they used to it's let's slap a let's slap a name on the cover and we'll just patch it later situation yeah no I, I i wasn't saying that um the three-year development period is a bad thing or, or, okay or, or like yeah no i think that it's good that they're taking more time to make it because um, now that they're making this engine from the ground up for halo 6 they can basically make the engine exactly how they want and they're already thinking ahead of okay well we can use this while we're doing the game yada 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 right so okay yeah. right right i hope more game developers actually follow nintendo and taking that opportunity to really advance their games and not just pumping them out nintendo's been really good at that so maybe um 343 will be able to do that with this and really release a really solid game yeah um uh, yeah i i'm uh i just yeah i don't want another halo, halo 5 like that was the biggest blow to the to the franchise for sure uh, do you think that Halo 6 is going to be a launch title for the new console? It's very possible. You know what? That would be super smart of Microsoft at E3 this year to just literally drop the Scarlet and drop Halo 6. Like, fucking money. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a smart move. Because uh, they-, they have not had a launch title Halo since Combat Evolved in the first Xbox. No, so, didn't Halo 2 launch Halo... Uh, the, oh, no, Halo 2 was on the original, too. Yeah, you're right. Shit. That's right. Halo, Halo 2 was towards the end of um, the first life cycle of the original Xbox, and they did not release one with a console since. And I really do think it is the best time to show, not only with the new, um, the new console, but also with the, the new platform that they're running the game on. So I would like to see them put both of that together... And lab slip space, the slip space engine, and the new Xbox come out at the same time to show the true power of both both things at the same time. So I really hope they do decide to do it and they don't push it back. Yeah, that would be very very smart of them for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, Halo's their fucking flagship series. Like I mean, you know, Gears and and um, and all those ty- type of games, they're really really good. But like Halo is like the the face of Microsoft. So it'd be very, very intelligent of them to release basically both of those simultaneously. I agree. Uh, I I think that it would be 
I, I want to say that it would be PlayStation's year if they decided to not release Halo on launch because I do believe we're going to get the PS5 at the same time in 2020. Yep. And if they both release at the same time, I think PlayStation will take it again for sure if they don't if they don't come out with every big gun they have because after after this generation of consoles coming out and the way that the Xbox sold compared to the PlayStation, they they need to bring they got they got to bring the big guns out and they got to bring them really really well because people will be taking those Xbox back real fast because of the way that people do things now uh, I, I I don't want I don't want Halo to fail it, it's no. too good of a, it's too good of a franchise to fail yeah so oh. I'm holding on to hope Master Chief is a money maker they'll run with it they know that that's where they need their they'll make their money so well you know I, what can't see it any other way yeah and you know what microsoft needs to do is it seems like microsoft and sony are always releasing at the same time and nintendo's got that shit figured out like really good they basically drop news before nintendo and sony have any time to react and counter uh you know counter them with any sort of development or anything like that so like for example pokemon sword and shield they're like hey surprise uh nintendo direct uh, this morning at 6 a.m fucking Whatever, right? Uh, and then, and then they, yeah, they dropped that, and then um, everyone was fucking freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, Pokemon Sword and Shield!" And they're just losing their shit. So I think Microsoft needs to do something like that too. Basically, um, I, I think Sony can anticipate that at E3 they're going to either drop the Scarlet or, or drop Halo Six, so they'll have something to kind of counter them. But you know, that would, but see, it might ca- Sony's catch still not far. going to E3, right? Yeah. No, so they're gonna throw their own little Sony. Shit. Yeah, Sony has more power in this situation. They could be like, "Oh, E3 is in like three weeks. Let's drop all of our news now." Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I would drop it after. Honestly, you, yeah, you could do. I, I agree with Rodney on this one. Yeah, I, I really think it might be better for them to wait. Yeah, because because everyone's gonna the hype train from E3 is gonna kind of dro- uh, go down a bit, and then. PlayStation will be fucking, you know, blowing everyone's minds after they release all their shit. And then that's fresh in everyone's minds is, is PlayStation stuff. Right? It's PlayStation. Right. Everybody yeah. will forget what happened at E3 and everyone's going to be like, oh, that's right. I forgot. Sony was the thing that was much better. And then yeah. move on from there. Don't I let- just hope that Sony would follow us, follow along with Nintendo and kind of do, do something big before and then do something even, even bigger after. Yeah. Like, if they announce all the big games before and then go, hey, guess what? After E3, oh, yeah, we have our system dropping now with this new game that we didn't even tell you about. I think it would just, it would it would get them from both sides and, and take it from take it away from Xbox. Sorry, did you just say split it up, basically? Like, do a little almost, bit? Almost, like, yeah. just announce some of the new games. Because, like, Sony has some games in the works that we don't really know about. They can announce some of those, and then E3 hits, and then go... Oh yeah, Xbox announced their system. Well, guess what? We have a system too. Here it is, and here's the big game we're we're dropping it with. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this this year is going to be quite interesting in the gaming industry. Um, it, it's going to be good. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. It's I agree. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited for E3 now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that uh, the Microsoft. You know what? Maybe this is why Sony didn't take part in E3. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I was just saying, like, Sony, uh, Microsoft needs to drop a surprise on Sony so they don't have time to counter them. But maybe that's what Sony's doing. Because yeah. when you're going to E3, you're gonna, you, you know, they're gonna release their biggest fucking news that they can. So if, if by Sony disconnecting themselves from that 
conference altogether, then now, like uh, Eric said, they have basically full control over what the fuck's going on. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they could legit just pull a Nintendo and do a direct, like, every other month. I think that's the smarter way to do it. I just hate how, like... I think it's, I agree. Yeah, it's like E3 and, like, the Game Awards. Like, that's the only time that people fucking announce anything, it seems like. Yeah, I, I've never quite understood that either, because it, as long as you keep the steady flow of, like, releases and new games, I think people are going to continue to stay uh, more intrigued by your system, because I know I follow every I follow all of them on, on, uh, on YouTube channels, and Sony drops far more trailers for far more games, even if the game's terrible or it's a weird third-party, you know some side scroller that you've never even knew existed they still launch some crazy trailer for it just to get you hyped for it even though you'll yeah. never buy it but you're gonna keep coming back to sony to see hey maybe they're gonna throw another one out there where xbox only really throws the big names at you so just off the off the record mark cannot listen to this podcast he would go literally fucking ballistic <laughs> yes <laughs> slowly winning for Mark. <laughs> well, let, let's be real. Sony has a really good marketing team. I have to agree with that. Yeah, Does that make their console better than an Xbox? Let, let's not get into that, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mark, let's not get into that argument. Let's go back to Halo here. Yeah, Mark is not on the on the marketing team, obviously, because he fucking sucked at it. No. He's, <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he didn't sell me a PlayStation. I'll tell you that right now. I should... I, 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 oh, sorry, go ahead, Bradley. I honestly think he got people to sell their PlayStation with how horrible he he uh, talked about it. Ooh, ooh, oh man! Wow. Good thing he doesn't listen to that the fucking show. Hurt he's me. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that, that's coming from a PlayStation lover. Like, oh, he did savage. not represent very well. I'm that's so hard. excited to tell him this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be like Mark. Not only did you lose the poll on the Facebook page. But now, it, like, at least half of the PlayStation people just literally sold their PlayStation because you're a fucking <laughs> shitty marketing person. Like, no, bro. Oh, actually, uh, um, uh, on Twitter, um, some guy listened to, to that cast with Mark on, with uh, Mark on it, and he literally was like, never have Mark on your podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking died laughing. And, After uh, you told me that, I looked it up. It was, it was quite funny to read. Yeah. <laughs> So to that guy, the Twitter guy, uh, literally the only Twitter comment that we fucking have. Uh, good on you, and uh, you're funny. <laughs> oh, I also we agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Mark. It's okay. Mark huh. doesn't listen to the show anyway. He's too busy playing fucking Fortnite or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, some uh, some game that has that, that's way fucking over overdated and and uh, he hasn't played anything new. So well, well, it depends on how 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 good the graphics are in the game, whether or not he's going to pick it up. I'm fucking shocked oh. he plays Fortnite, honestly. Oh yeah, that's such a cartoony game. I'm surprised. Well, you know, if he, he should probably pick up Minecraft uh, if he likes cartoony games. Dude, it's probably going to work for him. I'm sure he would rather perforate his own eardrums than play fucking Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Halo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Halo. <laughs> okay, they're fucking reeling the reins in on there. Okay. Well, yeah, no, uh, Halo, yeah. 
so Halo's coming out possibly with the new release of the new console, and we are we all agree that Halo Five, except for Bradley because he was in the dark for far too long, yeah, isn't the greatest. Would you say what was? I, I know you guys have talked in length in the previous podcast about your favorite Halos and 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 things like that. Um, would you say that um, continuing the series past a six? would be a good idea or do you think at some point they need to call halo quits because it's gonna just be too much kind of like star wars well in the interview she mentioned that this this slip space engine is the beginning of t- 10 more years of halo so um i'm yeah, c- go ahead go ahead uh well, yeah oh, so i i um i'm kind of curious what they have in store um I can't remember the lore exactly, but I know there's a lot of different Halo rings. The first on the first um, uh, the first Halo that was uh, Installation Zero Four, and then in three I can't remember they went to another one on three, and I, I yeah so there's still rings out there. So I th- I think that if they follow if each game kind of follows a ring and builds onto the story, then then you know ten years from now when it's like Halo freaking ten or Odyssey or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it. Um, you know, now you're you're basically on the final mission, the grand mission that all these other Halo games have built up to. So I, I'm hoping that they're doing something like that because that's what made the first three Halo games really good is that they basically build up built up a story, and then three you basically finish the fight. And I think that's why everyone likes the series so much is because it, it um, kept pushing people forward. Okay, I guess at that point I, I agree with you because I want to see. Halo, I want to see Halo go past six to you know, into the well into the future. I want to see it, you know, stand the test of time. Um, the the thing that I worry about a little bit is that uh, how how long can you, how long can Master Chief endure before they start to do like they did and pull other Spartans around, trying to maybe overshadow him and make him more of a figure piece and then have new characters take over the mantle and i worry that that's where the direction they're gonna go one day you know what yeah yeah fuck that sucks though yeah i don't want that at all (laughs) i right i think that that, all comes down to the dollars though once they start doing that if the if that or that halo doesn't sell the fans are literally saying no we want master chief They'll go back to Master Chief. I mean, you can see that in six right now, right? Like, yeah, they're going back to Master Chief because that's what everyone wants, and that's what will make them money. Money talks. They if if we fight enough, they'll they'll keep Master Chief around. I mean, yeah, we already did that with five. We're like, who the fuck's this Spartan Lock piece of shit? Get him out of there. Get Master Chief back in. Right, and that's where my fear comes from because they've already tried to sneak sneak yeah. other Spartans in there to make us play as them, and and, yeah. and, and it's like just just the- stop it. Yeah. The only way that I think they can get away from Master Chief, and this is like kind of a cop out, but have some sort of like child passing the mantle down, like it's his son or a daughter or something that it's you can relate Master Chief to that character, even though it's a new character, like a God of War situation, kind of like child? a God of War situation, or kind of, or like you find out he had a long lost son from like the third game somewhere and you know what actually that's an interesting topic that you just brought up because on that note um master chief petty officer is the highest rank you can achieve 
um, as a, a Spartan soldier or whatever. So he's already the top ranked dude. We have not even fucking seen the next rank down dude in the fucking series. So what? Well, like they they should be introducing them, and then yeah. maybe you know mm-hmm. maybe Master Chief fucking dies, which would suck ass. Don't get me wrong, but you know maybe he dies, and then they promote the next guy, and then he you know we explore his story or something like that, or even Master Chief doesn't die at all. Maybe we just just keep it within the the Spartan Two program people because they have the shitty past where they got the augmented bodies and all that shit right but it's like spartan locks like i want to be a spartan and he got fucking trained to be a spartan he's not he doesn't have that dirty past that all the spartan 2 soldiers have yeah i think if they're creative enough they could probably do it to convince the fans it's a good idea and that's again like what god of war did with with uh, the little son right like it's a different character and and got people interested and they want to know more and they want to develop that character as well as uh, got the God of War character, Kratos. Yes, and I don't, I don't want to beat a dead horse when I bring this up real fast, but I have to admit, when it comes to Xbox, they build characters uh, much like Nintendo does, where you want to hold on to that character for a very, very long, long time. So even when you go back to like, like we were talking about Gears of War, you kind of want to hold on to Marcus it was one of those characters that you wanted to play as through all the series just like Master Chief is just like you would go you have the Pokemons and the Super Marios and the Yoshis and I have a hard time grasping onto characters for a very long time on the Sony side because although they have amazing games they do finish their series like uh, Nathan the uh, Nathan Drake from Nathan the Uncharted Drake. series oh, no. uh, they call it they like okay the story's over we're done and they were done and this, I feel like Xbox has done a very good job of creating characters from the ground up that have been building and building and building and building for years because the Master Chief, you know, is, if you will, somewhat of a household name. People know who the Master Chief is, even if you're not a huge gamer. Yeah, I now, understand that. So... Uh, my that's why I go back to where I said before I worry because I don't want them to take away Master Chief I always want him even if he becomes like the next Spartans version of Cortana I don't care as long as he's around he needs to be there because he he, he made the Xbox what it is today I have hey, to say sorry on a side note Will just sent me a friend request on Facebook <laughs> what a fuck <laughs> I was like whoa what the hell Fun oh, fact, it took I me... I will. Thanks for the friend request. It, it, it took me literally, like, a year to add Will as a friend on Facebook, even though I worked with him. Um, <laughs> there's a story behind that, but it's it has nothing to do with Will himself. It uh, has something to do with what the fucking situation we were in. Anyways, so, uh, Eric, you fucking killed me. Like, I had to turn my fader down. Um, when you said all the all the Super Marios and all the Yoshis, it's just how you said all the Yoshis, like, like you said it you like, know. like they're the fucking shit under your shoe. You're like, the Yoshis. Fucking well, y- the Yoshi. You see how Mario treats Yoshi? I mean, he bangs him <laughs> on the head. Come on. It's just, it's a violent relationship they have amongst each other. And I don't know. I feel bad for the poor dinosaur. I know it's not a dinosaur. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So I think we should uh, maybe touch base on our next topic here. We talked a lot about Halo. Um, and uh, we're clearly very excited for it, and we we hold it dear to our hearts, and we don't want it to uh, get wrecked and t- 
tarnished by 343 Industries. I think if they fuck up this next one, it's gonna- the- the fan base is just gonna- It will be the end of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, here, I have a- I have an effects fader. That sounded awful. Um, anyways, okay, so let's talk some- about some Anthem. So, I played the beta. Um, I only streamed, like, one time I played the beta on- on our YouTube channel. And, Eric, did you play the beta at all? I did. I played the alpha as well. Oh, really? Okay, great. Um, how much different was the uh, was the beta versus the alpha? Um, the alpha only gave you the opening mission to play. That was it. There was no free roam. There was nothing. There was nothing anywhere to do. Um, you only basically squatted up with a group of people, and you did the first opening mission with three other randoms and you just kind of got a feel for it um it was fantastic i thought for an alpha build i thought it was really well put together uh you could see that there was going to be something about this game that was probably going to be special and then i was so i was excited for the beta i played the beta and then you've got more open world to kind of mess around in right uh the the beta was again you felt really excited because you were like I can fly around I can shoot all these awesome missiles and guns and I can do all this great stuff um, so from the alpha to the beta really it just kind of expanded on the world you didn't really get a whole lot more um, but the game still felt like it was going to be something uh, you know something something, paramount, something yeah, yeah, something that was really going to turn the tables of a lot of things basically just destroy anything destiny ever attempted to do totally yeah um and um then the game came out yeah so, um, so yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna try to segue into that but yeah so yeah the, now the game's out so uh i'm on the fence i am very on the fence with this game uh what about you eric uh yeah i had higher hopes than um it's it's delivered me i'm not saying it's a bad game it's um it's an amazing it looks amazing plays really well it just it's confusing and it it lacks direction yes. and purpose yes um let's start with what the game does good and then we'll get into the bad so what i really really like about anthem is how they handle their um the uh the items you pick up in like the 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 new items, I guess, that you pick up while you're on a mission, how it handles experience and 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 how it handles your um, cosmetic shit with the with the javelin. So when you go do a mission in, in um, Anthem, you you suit up or whatever the fuck they call it, and then you take off and you go and you start doing the mission. So throughout the mission, obviously, you're going to kill some enemies. Uh, you're going to um, you know harvest some uh, some uh, what do you call those. Um, Help. <laughs> uh, oh. you're gonna, har yeah, you'll harvest some shit, and then you'll get materials. That's what I was looking for. Um, so you get harvest stuff and get materials. Uh, you'll obviously complete the mission, and uh, then you'll do all this like little bonus shit. So you'll, you'll do uh, you know headshots on enemies. Uh, you'll just massacre like an entire team of enemies. Uh, you'll re revive teammates. All these little things, and basically it all adds up. And it doesn't it doesn't tell you how much experience you get while you're doing the mission. It literally just puts it in a little bank. And it doesn't w tell you any of this until you get back. And it works the same way when you pick up stuff in the actual world. So if you pick up like a green um, weapon or a, or a um, white weapon or blue weapon or whatever, 
Uh, it doesn't tell you what the weapon is. It puts it in the bank. And it puts all your little micro achievements in the bank. It doesn't tell you any of this information while you're doing the mission. And it waits until you get back to be like, hey, here's what you did. Um, the one thing they are adding, which they don't have right now, is that it doesn't tell you, like, it shows you the symbols for the little micro achievements, like the reviving teammates and all that kind of shit. But it doesn't let you go into, like, a post-mission uh, screen and it tells you, like, what each one does. So that's annoying, but they are fixing that. So, yeah, they tell you what you did. And then it tells you how much experience you made and uh, uh, levels you up and all that shit. So it basically waits until the end of the mission to give you all your rewards. And I really like that because then, you know, in Destiny, the really fucking shitty part is some guy would find a new, like, you know, gun or fucking art piece of armor or something. And then if you're in a squad with him, he would fucking, you know, open his menu and fuck around with his armor for the next two minutes. And you're like, dude, we, like, let's fucking go. Like, you know what I yes, mean? I, I hated that so much. Oh, it drive me crazy. Yeah, so basically, uh, you can't do any cosmetic upgrades or anything until you get back from the mission, and 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 do it all. Um, do it all while you're not inconveniencing the rest of the fucking party. That's a pretty good feature. Uh, yeah, well, I like that too. That's probably one of the big, um, big positives for the game for me as well. Because uh, as neat as it is to see what you picked up when you picked it up right at that moment. Um, Everybody, everybody, as soon as they saw something exotic or legendary pop up, they would immediately stop playing the game and, and, and they would start gearing themselves up. And you're in the middle of like a boss fight and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, once I equip this gun, we'll be able to kill it faster. We're all dead. <laughs> like, because you <laughs> took this time to switch out the gun. So, yes, I agree that it's much, uh, it keeps the movement of the gameplay when you're doing a mission without having people have to stop and, you know, oh, what did I get? Oh, it's so cool. I got my own little loot crate. Um, it They solve that problem by doing that. So, yes, I'm with you, Rodney. That is a huge win for It's Apple. really funny, though. It, to me, it sounds like it's like they're getting rid of all the shiny things so you don't get distracted. Exactly. Yeah, so um, that's that's one feature that I really like, um, like I said. And what's the... There's one more feature that I really like. Yeah, the, co the cosmetics. It's just like... I don't care, actually, what my javelin looks like. I couldn't give a flying fuck what my javelin looks like. But I know some people do. And the options that they give everybody, like the paint, the, te the paint texture, um, and all the different little pieces of your, um, of your guy, it, it, it's amazing. It's really good. Um, and then they also... The damage system is really good as it, it's only your weapon that um, you have to consistently upgrade to make... Uh, your character stronger and then all the little attachments to your armor and stuff like that But your armor never has to change so you can have your javelin look however you want And you don't have to upgrade your chest piece because it's legendary and it'll give you better stats But it looks like shit. It doesn't go with your armor set. Oh my god the, the pressure um, I'm going to go on the opposite side of that and say that I do give a flying fuck what my uh, Javelin looks like so I do enjoy the fact that I can pick my own pieces, but they don't have to go away when I upgrade to the next best best thing because that was more than more frustrating than anything else in the entire world with Destiny is I would find a really cool outfit, you know, get up of armor and I'd be like, "Man, my guy looks amazing." And then I would pick up uh, a headpiece and it would or a helmet and it would be it would look ridiculous compared to the stuff I was wearing. And I would have to wear it because it only it gave me my light level or whatever the shit that Destiny gives you. And it was like, 
Um, now I look stupid. Um, I look like I'm powerful, but I look dumb. And I like that, too, that I can uh, customize my javelin without losing any of my stats, which is um, a big deal. So it's like the customizing, like you're customizing what's inside the javelin? Yeah, the essentially. Outside, yeah. Your armor. yeah, you're well, yeah, you're customizing your armor. But in terms of like your power, you're yeah, using... you're like if you're upgrading, you're upgrading like what's inside the javelin. Not... Yeah, your yeah, the your guns uh, get stronger. And then there's different like uh, equips, I guess, is what the, the correct term is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, if you can't uh, tell, big... I haven't played this game, viewers. I'm, I may not play this game. It doesn't sound like a game I'd enjoy. Um, a, another win for Anthem, I have to say, is the controls. Yes. Um, I believe the flying controls are good. Uh, I believe the fighting controls are good. Uh, and I also like the balance between the four different sets of javelins that you can pick from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it comes to going out into the open world and actually doing things out there, um, albeit it's a little sparse right now, um, the stuff that you can do out there, it is fun to go do because you don't get frustrated with the character. Even though it's a third person, a third person shooter, you don't really get a lot of frustration out of, oh, I keep flying into this damn wall or my guy keeps crashing other than the fact that you can't fly forever. Um, which is a little frustrating. Outside of that, I do believe that the controls of this game, they did put some work into um, for being a third-person game. Uh, it, it, it feels good, and that makes it hard not to play. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The, the, the flight felt so natural, even in the beta. It felt super natural, um, and yeah, it's even better in the, in the final game. Um, I, I actually really do like the me- mechanic in terms of the overheating for flying because I mean if you could just fly forever then the, I think the game would just it wouldn't feel the same you know like your teammates would just either be flying around and then go and and uh, you know hover and then just start shooting people and then fly to another position and hover and you know what I mean there wouldn't be any sort of ground support um, but yeah I um, if, as long as you learn how to kind of manage it and uh, then you're okay but yeah, the controls, like you said, they're, they're just great. Uh, they're, they're really, really good. So, um, why don't we move on to what we don't like about Anthem. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start if you if you want a moment. Well, I, I mean, I, can, I have one that it may not be a big deal, but it is a really big deal, um, is... Uh, when you're in the fort, movement. Oh, yeah, it, um, it was atrocious. Although that beta. doesn't seem like a big thing, that's the only time you're in first-person mode is when you're in the fort. They they take you out of third person and put you into like a first person, and ah, you're so slow. Like you can <laughs> run and fly and jump and do all these crazy things, but as soon as your your character jumps out of the javelin, she's like a grandma. <laughs> I, I play as a female character, so I'm sorry. She is. She just kind of just. Even they gave it like a half run, but it's almost like she's got like a lazy jog. It, it, that um, so anyway, that's a downside for me, yeah. Rodney. <laughs> so speaking speaking of Fort Tarsus, so <clears throat> for uh, first you're introduced to the javelin. Like when you start the game, you're in the javelin already, and then you go through the whole story arc, which was fucking poorly executed, by the way. But um, 
anyways, so you get to Fort Tarsus, and you go and you talk to a couple people, and then they're like, okay, go to the Javelin now. And uh, so you're like, okay, so you go to the Javelin, and then you fly around, do all your missions, do all that, like, all that kind of stuff. And then once you come back from the mission, like I said earlier, that gives you all your rewards. So it gives you all your experience, gives you all your new guns, gives you fucking anything you could ever want in the world. And then you go back to Fort Tarsus, and all you do is go back to the guy that sent you on the mission, and he's like, good job! And, like, that's it. He doesn't fucking, like, he doesn't give you anything, right? You've already received all your rewards. So it was a complete waste of time to go talk to him. But you have now you have to walk around Fort Tarsus and go and find other missions and then go back to your javelin and then and slowly because you walk so fucking slowly like you said and then you go do more missions and more missions and then to top it all off they introduce you to the launch pad is that what it's called um, Erica launch yes pad? yeah okay the so the launch pad so yes. the launch pad so what's the launch pad it's got um, an area for you to customize your javelin. It's a social hub for every, so you can see all the other players online that are currently in the launch pad with you. You can check your achieve your uh, challenges. You can uh, find other contracts on the board. You can do pretty much everything that you can do in Fort Tarsus, but it's in the launch pad, which is a very condensed micro version of Fort Tarsus. So now you've basically made Fort Tarsus a complete waste of fucking time. So it, it, it's like they put all this effort and energy into developing Fort Tarsus, and then all you do is go there, walk fucking two miles an hour, and go and talk to, like, everybody to find a contract. Whereas in the launch bay, you just go up to the freaking contract board, and then there's all your contracts. So I found that super annoying, um, that they had this area that was just completely wasted, basically. I know you have to go yes. there to get your story missions. But that's really it. But it's just after you do the story mission, you don't have to go back there and talk to them. So it's like you're basically killing the story, in a sense. I agree. Um, uh, it, I can't. There's nothing wrong with what you just said. There's absolutely nothing wrong because it. I, as soon as they gave me this launch bay area, I was like, this should have been the entire map the whole time. Like, there was no reason for me to do any of the stuff in Fort Tarsus at all. And if that is one thing that Destiny did right compared to Anthem, is that when you go into um, a stronghold, if you will, at, in Destiny, everything felt close enough that you could just get right into it, do what you needed to do, and it wasn't hard to find anything. Um, Fort Tarsus, it's like, it's like trying to find Waldo. It's so difficult to find anything anywhere. And, and it just be, I believe that's where you get disconnected from the game real fast. Yeah. Because you're too busy um, trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. And then you become frustrated and just say, forget it. I'm not even going to try anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I walked around there a good couple minutes going like, where the fuck do I go? Like, I have no idea where to go. It, it's not very clear. Like, they give you the little indicators up on your little compass there, but, like, it's, like, cool. So I walk in that general direction. Like, you know what I and mean? And you walk into a wall. Yeah. It, it, there's no way to actually get there unless you go back and you gotta double back and around this corner. And the map doesn't help. The map's no. not any better. No, map's useless. And, yeah, it's just super frustrating. And let's just talk about the story for a second. So I, I said earlier that when you start the game, you start in the Javelin, and it's during this, like enormous it's called the heart of heart of rage i think and it's about when um a cataclysm happened and and a couple of big freaking titan monsters came out of the thing and then 
um, bunch of javelins got uh, javelin pilots got killed, and then your guy and like two others escaped. But it just I think they were they what they were attempting to do is put you in the heart of rage for you to understand like how cataclysmic this event was, but it was just so poorly executed. You know, like they could have done it a completely different way. Like I get that it was the tutorial state or whatever, but it just it just didn't it didn't work for me. And then the rest of the the story now is kind of ruined for me. You know, I'm not really I'm not really invested into the story at all. Like when you walk around Fort Tarsus, you find random things to add to your whatever the fuck it's called, like the cortex. And it's like right. I don't even read it. I don't care. Like at this point. Right, and I and I agree to that too because I don't know if you've done it, but when I have to talk to people in Fort Tarsus, they give you a skip button, and man, I'm mashing that a lot. Oh, dude, I had to buy a new B button already. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't listen to anything those people had to say, and I feel so bad for the voiceover actors because they had to put some effort in because those are long conversations, yeah. really really long conversations. And then they thought they would get cute and just throw in like um. Uh, like you can choose one one or the other ways that your character responds, and you're like, I, I don't care either way. And well, it, it builds when you make those uh, certain responses. It builds like 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 morale or something like that to the to the base. Loyalty, so like uh, yeah, like a loyalty to the yeah. base. And I'm still yet to figure out what that does for me. Um, but it, it's there. It happens. Um. Uh, I also have another issue I have too is I I don't feel like and I'm assuming because I've, I've watched some streamers and things like that about um, people that have made it to the end game and they're like high level and I guess that's when things really start to turn around because then you can start to really get into some of the, the meat of what you can do in the game but the issue with that is one I've got to grind my way there and it's painful and two how how hard how long am I going to be able to hold on to the end game without wanting to just move on like I did with Destiny 2 and that's where I'm at right now with the game like it's it's not a single player game I've yet to figure out how to play this game by myself and be successful yeah I agree and the, yeah, the missions are not very easy to kind of wrangle in. Like, when you have three, four missions queued up, it's really easy to level up because you just do all the missions, do the, you know, do what whatever the objective is, kill all the bad guys, and, and then when you come back, you get, like, you know, 4,000, 4,500 experience, and that's usually a level or two, uh, depending on how low you are. So... You know, you can you can level up relatively quickly, but it's just difficult to track the missions down, and that just is is so so annoying that it takes more time to track the mission down than it takes to do the fucking mission itself. When when you do missions with um more with you know because it always puts you in like a matchmaking situation where you you end up with uh, random people if you don't have friends with you. Um, I think every single mission I've done at this point. At some point, there is a loading screen as I go into like a building. Have you noticed these two? Like in when Fort, you're playing in Fort Tarsus, you mean? Or no? No, what? no. When oh, you're yes. out, when you're out flying around, you're doing your mission and your javelin. You have three other random uh, 
community other or three other random people with you and you're following along the map and you're going along and then you go down into like a cave and that's where like the end of the mission is it's more or less where the boss battle is going to take place right oh yeah there's like a short i wouldn't say short i would say it's a little longer than short it's probably like a 20 15 20 second maybe more depending load time right before you go into the bay or into like the whatever cave or whatever thing you have to fight in and i don't know about you but that immediately pulls me out yeah of of the engagement i had because i'm like wait i gotta sit here wait what what am i doing now yeah and i'm not sure why that happens but it doesn't ever happen in destiny it's a very smooth transition from you know section to section of the map and and i i really wish anthem didn't didn't do that yeah i know i i that is annoying the only theory that i would have for that is in destiny you're on foot so the pretty well the whole time whereas here when you're flying like um uh, this is going to be random, but it, it, it does tie in what I'm talking about. So the Wind Waker for the GameCube, um, there was a reason that your boat sailed as fast as it sailed because because uh, you know when they I did the HD upgrade for the Wii U, you you could get the faster sail, right? So they had that in the original GameCube version, but your fucking guy sailed so fucking quick that he just sailed right off the map because the map couldn't load fast enough. So I'm wondering if that's the same sort of thing in Destiny, where you're flying so fast that the that the game literally can't load um, certain areas very quickly. So they've basically just separated the ca- these big caves and ruins and shit off from everything else um, in order for it to load uh, properly and not be all buggy and shit. Uh, I'm gonna have to say that's probably correct, just because the game does have so much, so much going on in it. I could I could see where it couldn't render render fast enough. Especially with four people trying to do it at the same time, and in like a multiplayer setting, because you're right, Destiny that you can only run so fast. You know, even even in with even if you jump around and use your like your flight or you know your jump like your double jumps and things, you don't actually go any faster. This, on the other hand, you can pick up speed rather quickly. Uh, so Destiny yeah. also had massive load times in between going to different worlds. So does Anthem. Yeah. Load his anthem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's loading the whole <laughs> fucking map, really. Yeah. Destiny, like every Destiny... every time you leave the fort, every time you leave the fort, it is a a very extensive loading that's, process that's... because it it loads the entire map. But that's where I go back to saying, if it loads the entire map, why do I have to wait? Yeah. Every time I go into combat inside of a cave. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I was actually wondering about that because I still have the original Xbox One, so I was wondering if the load time was so long because I have the original Xbox One and not the One X. No, I have a One X, and it is, it's still very long. Uh, I, I do notice a difference um, on other games that I play because I have two other original Xboxes, and I have one One, a one X, and um, the other two... Uh, the other two consoles, depending on... Like, I'll play Assassin's Creed Odyssey... Uh, in a, on another Xbox, and it will—I'll have a load screen that will take much longer than it does on the X. Um, this game, on the other hand, doesn't matter. Both of them are very extensive and long waits. Hmm. Okay, so now I got a question for you guys. Right. So Anthem is now BioWare's lowest-rated game ever developed. What do you think they need to do to fix that? Like, what would you want to see in this game to make it better? Um, wow, that, that, that was a long, uncomfortable silence for everyone. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> it's, it's it, not you, fixable, apparently. When you when you listen to it back, it's it's not as long as you think. Like, cause I I always think that all the time, cause like it'll, people stop talking, and be like, oh shit, someone needs to talk, and then it's it's only like two seconds. It's like not that bad. Anyways, um, I I th- I don't think the game's fix- fixable only because they would have to change some fundamental fucking shit that they've already done, and they would like it, you know you rip one thread out and it's gonna unravel the whole fucking thing. So, um. I think Fort Tarsus just needs to fucking disappear as a whole. Like, just complete fucking waste of space and, and data. And I think they should make the launch bay and the open, like, the open world outside Fort Tarsus, like, a fluent open area. You know what I mean? Like, well, you should, mm-hmm. like, I hate how the mission ends and then you just get transported back to Fort Tarsus and you don't even have the journey back there, you know? Like, some people, maybe after the mission, they just want to do free play. Why do you have to go back to Fort Tarsus, go back to your Javelin, get in there, and then select free play, and then wait fucking 18 minutes for the fucking load screen to go back to the world? You know what I mean? Like, why can't we just fly back to Fort Tarsus, and then fly into the launch bay, and then you see your guy get out of the Javelin? And then it's like, okay, cool, now you can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I agree with that. I also believe... I, I, I think one big thing that they could probably... It, it's the same thing as you're saying. It's a little more seamless. You can go into the launch bay, do what you want to do, and then fly right back out. Or you can go into Fort Tarsus from there. Uh, I think one thing that would um, uh, maybe make the game a little more seamless so it didn't feel like you were taking forever to do one thing or the other uh, would also be um, after the mission is over, like you said, you can choose to either continue to free roam or go back to the fort uh, instead of automatically bringing you back to the fort. Um, and they, you should be able to uh, quick, I guess I would say quick equip missions, kind of like uh, you would do in Destiny where you would pick uh, a bunch of bounty missions or something like that. You should be able to pick like four or five missions and then fly out into the open world and do those missions and then collect all the experience and everything when you get back to the launch bay. Almost whenever you decide to get there. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think one more thing that they're missing is PvP, multiplayer, anything for, for Anthem. It's all PvE, co-op shit. Uh, there really, is they, no they, PvP? They have said they're supposed to supposed to have PvP sooner or later, but it's not on the top of their How list. How do you not release a game with PvP in, like, this day and age? That's yeah. what everyone wants to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, there's, there's a large percentage of people who, you know, that don't want to do anything multiplayer, which is fine, but... Oh, uh, I, I get that. Like, there is people that don't want to play, but, like, I'm not saying make it purely PvP, but you should have a PvP component yeah. when you release a game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Every like I, no wonder it is failing. I I now and now it, it paints a picture, a very poor picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one one big <laughs> one big one big issue I have with it not having PvP is that even uh, even Halo did. I think there was that one game that they did where it, instead of you fighting against other people, it became like a training ring, where you were actually. Um, like you're training against other Spartans, oh, and like yeah. it's, it's the they games. considered they considered PvP to be more of like a, uh, a combat simulation, less of, you know. And I think this is what this should have been. I think if they were going to have PvP, 
you should have been able to it should have been one of those I'm going to go train my player, my character, whatever in this simulated world to learn how to fight better when I get out of the world. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that. I didn't say it, but yeah, no, I was thinking about that too. Like a like a battle ring or something. You go in there and get your javelin and, and battle, you know, other dudes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right. Uh, because with the flight controls and stuff like that, there's so many things that you could have done. PvP. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the way down to races. You could have aerial races against yeah. other people's javelins. I mean, you know that would sell because people were racing... In the on the the speeder bikes in Destiny, why would they not want to race each other in the skies like Iron Man? In this, as as long as well as like maybe only aerial combat, where you have to always dip your your suit down into the water before you fly back up in the air and continue the fight. You know, there's a lot of things they could have done that would have drawn that would have been innovative, new multiplayer experiences for people inside these javelins, and all we can fight are bugs and uh, mercenaries yeah uh, here's so a, here's an idea like and this is this is literally out from left field here do you think anthem will look at it and go hey what if we decide to redo this entire thing and go like a battle royale mode do you think people would be like with the crave of realm fortnite apex that they could do a battle royale in this world and like the mechs or the the javelins I mean, they yeah, they could, but um, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. it would save the game. No, it won't. Oh, at this point, I don't think anything will save the game. <laughs> it's it's sitting at a sixty-five on Metacritic. What's uh, yeah. What, yeah? Mass Effect Andromeda has a seventy-six. That's yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Like, that's it's sounds... eleven points low. Like that's bad. But um, I can feasibly see where this could be a battle royale map. I really, I could. I just don't think that the game. I don't really think it would fit that this kind of game. Like just the way it plays and the way you move in the environment. I don't think it would work well. Well, you yeah. can't you can't fly like as far uh, as high as you want because you enter the storm and then it basically kick it basically damages your suit until you get out. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, I think giving yourself away by flying around is kind of stupid, honestly, if it was a Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. But you can get ground and positioning with it if it was a Battle Royale, like, able to fly real quick and get around something. Yeah, like, take cover. once basically your cover's blown, like, yeah, flying around would be super helpful, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I was just a random thought as I'm looking at Apex Legends on my gaming system and... <laughs> how horrible the score is here and go i wonder could they do it tetris did it yeah true that's true you know uh, i was i was gonna play anthem um after this podcast but i might not now just like we're just uh, shitting all over it well i mean i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep playing it i'm gonna give bioware their chance to to make fixes i mean we everybody gave bungie chances to fix destiny um, in which I've heard that the new expansion that you have to pay for, and I'm not going to, uh, made the game better. Um, but it's they're going to have to... I hope they have really smart people over at BioWare coming up with a solution for this because it's going to take something really creative to, to pull this one out. 
from what it's at, or EA is going to just pull the plug sooner or later. If they, if they so. make it a battle royale, I'm suing them for stealing my idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. If they make it a battle royale, I, I'll probably won't play it ever again. <laughs> just because I feel like they're 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 not because battle royals are bad. It's because I feel like they're they're doing that moment. They're like, we've got nothing else. Yeah. You know, and if they're if they're if they're gonna scrape the barrel that far down to just try to get people to come back, it it's that means it's it was it's pretty well doomed. I I really do believe that. Yeah. But that does not mean um, that doesn't mean that it can it 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 can still get worse, which is hard to hard to believe. Yeah, they're they're basically pulling wood up from that barrel. It's fucking it's pretty fucking empty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but they could definitely take the bottom out of the barrel and fall the way through it. And they're they're not far from it, so they need to be real careful on what they do next. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyways, we should uh, wrap up this podcast. And Bradley, you said you're gonna play Apex after this. I'm probably gonna play Apex. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking in. We'll okay. Fu- let's fucking good. let's fucking play Apex. Um, Eric, are you in or no? Oh, you gotta work. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a job and stuff. Man. Oh, I fucking gotta be an adult. God damn it. Um. All right. Wow. Maybe another time, but yeah, Bradley and I are going to play some Apex, and it's going to be a good time. Anyways, guys, uh, let us know what you think of the podcast on our social media pages, and uh, we just relaunched our Discord and our Patreon, as I said uh, at the beginning of the show, so check out our Patreon. Uh, We're going to be releasing our episodes on there first, uh, one day early, for our Patreon supporters, and then we'll be releasing it uh, everywhere else the next day. And uh, Discord's a great place where you can chat with uh, me, Will, and the rest of the Video Games Now crew and uh, let your opinions be heard. And uh, I think uh, Discord's going to be a lot of fun here because uh, yep. I've been having a lot of fun with it the last couple of days. Yep. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, please uh, review and give us a comment and like and all that stuff. It helps uh, support the podcast. Absolutely. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. And we'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. See you. Take care. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.